What brought me down to Normandy Isles is Uber. And what I mean by that, I do drive Uber part-time, and I pick people up, you know, drive them places. And I love doing it because it's part of why I do this podcast. I love sharing stories and listening to stories. I just heard an incredible story of Carmen. Unfortunately, Carmen was not able to tell the story herself. She sat there and told me this story as I was driving her from the hospital to her house. And I really was so inspired that I have to share this story with you. Let's begin by telling you Carmen is 80-something years young. Totally with it, remembers everything. But her story is just touching. It's actually historical. She is a part of history, and we're going to end up losing this generation of people that are a part of history that I don't think today's youth realizes or understands what some people went through. So the story begins when she was 16 years old and she lived in Cuba. The year was 1962, and this is when Castro's Fidel Castro revolution took place. And a lot of people in Cuba were against it and were threatened to be, you know, jailed, whatever was happening at the time. This is also the time in history when we had John F. Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. The story starts with her being 16 years old in 1962 right after the revolution all the families not all but a lot of the families who were against the revolution they all were stationed in this hotel and they waited there for days Carmen was a part of what was called Operation Peter Pan and I'm going to be honest with you I never heard of this And after I Googled it and confirmed exactly what she was telling me, I was kind of, I don't know, what's the word, flabbergasted, amazed, I couldn't believe this. But what happened is Operation Peter Pan in 1962, they airlifted 14,000 people from Cuba to the United States primarily to Miami. But what's so amazing and what is like astonishing is they only brought people who were between the ages of like six years old to 18. They brought 14,000 kids, youth, into the United States unaccompanied by their family or parents. She left Cuba at the age of 16 and had to leave her mom and dad behind. Can you imagine people taking you from your country to another country and you have to leave your mom and dad behind? And you're only 16 and you're coming to a country that you don't know English and you don't know anyone here? I was just amazed this happened. 
but she is a survivor. She came to Miami and she explained at the time in Miami, no one who was Cuban that was coming over were allowed to have jobs in Miami. They wouldn't let them work. And she was trying to find a way to get her parents into the United States. She eventually moved to New York City. When we come back from the short break from our sponsor, you're going to hear how Carmen totally changed her life around. And it is amazing. We'll be right back. Cannibal 2023, a whole new world, is October 26th to November 1st. There is so many things happening. You need to get to their website and make your reservations today before it is sold out. Go to cannonballbash.com. They have great events taking place this year. Once again, the foam party, the Sahara Gold Party. There's a spa excursion. Wow. The Jungle Queen. And there's also going to be flying carpet on the airboat tour. You know, and they have great food. The brunch with the queens. We have the Shamara dinner and the barbecue. Plus, there's the Mediterranean banquet and show. So much to do. Go to cannonballbash.com and check it out. She eventually moved to New York City. And she said she was very lucky because there was a grocery store where she was living that had two individuals. The father, the the husband was from Hungary and the wife was from somewhere in South America. And they would let her, every once in a while, use their telephone to get a hold of her parents and she was able to get a hold of her parents she worked for over five years of saving money to get her parents from Cuba into Mexico then when they got into Mexico they filed for asylum into the United States it took her many years she said to get her parents here and she finally did But what I find so amazing about Carmen, she really became very successful. She became a sales and model for L'Oreal makeup line. She was explaining to me when she was in her mid-20s, she was traveling for L'Oreal to Japan, Southeast Asia, South America, And she got to travel all over the world. And she basically was telling me how her life started in such sadness coming to this country. But she was able to make it, bring her parents here, retire, and has a little condo on Biscayne Bay. 80-something years old, very positive has all her mental capacity. She remembers everything. But the story she told me touched me. And that's why I love doing this podcast. It's about learning these stories and sharing them with you. I have a friend in Peru trying to come to the United States. 
He is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And it has been taking him years to try to get a visa to come into the United States. He doesn't even want to live here. He wants to come to Disney. He's involved in sports in Peru. He has his mother he takes care of. He can't leave his family. He just wants to come visit. And I can understand this. I just, you know, was very touched by Carmen. And she reminded me so much of my mother. She had the same physical features of my mother. And she was telling me all these really cool stories that she lived in North Carolina and Charles in South Carolina before she came to Florida. She bought a little farm. She said it was about a little over five acres of land in, in South Carolina. It had peach trees and apples and pears, I believe. She grew fruit trees. And then she got involved in rescuing dogs and had a dog kennel. And she would open up her property for the kids to come. The kids would come and help take care of the dogs. And she would give them fruit to take home to their families. What an incredible person. And that's why we tell these stories. Because this is someone's story needs to be told and I feel blessed that I met Carmen and that's why I love doing my hey everyone gotta take a short break listen to my sponsors I'll be right back did you know if you live within 20 miles of the ocean there's salt in the air known as saltpeter and this stuff is corrosive and it will destroy and damage your car It can cause rust and more problems. That's why if you live anywhere in the Fort Lauderdale area, you need to be getting your car washed every week. I go to Majestic Car Wash. It's the only place I trust. My Blue Beauty, a.k.a. my car, goes there for its bath every week. This place is incredible. It has over 110 feet of washing through the tunnel. It's also family-owned, and they have a professional detail center. So if you have those ugly yellow headlights, they can take care of it. It's located at 2781 North Federal Highway near Wilton Manors. It's the only place Silver Daddy trusts to take his blue beauty. Check out Majestic Car Wash. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Normandy Isles is really cool, and I got the vibe of a very, like, Latino kind of vibe of the area, and I saw this restaurant, and when I saw it, I had to stop. And I am with Bettina. 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 Uh Uh-huh. Bettina, this is your restaurant. Yes, it's mine, for the last 10 years, with my husband also. You and your husband. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting, and... You just explained to me, tell us the name of the restaurant. Bodegon 71st or 71. 71. And and the restaurant, you're from Argentina, right? Yes. Uh-huh. How long have you been here in the United States? 20 years. 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you were explaining to me, because I do not know Spanish or Latin or <laughs> anything, the translation of the restaurant means what? Okay. A bodegón in Buenos Aires, in Argentina, is a neighborhood restaurant 
that everybody knows each other. The owners and the waiters are the same for the last 20 years. The customers are the same from the neighborhood. And the food is big plates, homemade, and handmade also. Good prices. And the taste is like if you are eating from your grandmother. Yeah, so like eating a home dish, uh-huh. something that your family, like eating a family dinner. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And I was amazed because when I think of Argentine and Argentinian restaurants, I think of like steak and meat, but yeah. you guys have pasta. Yeah, because in Argentina we have a lot of influence from the Italian people and, I mean, European people. Right. Because in the Second World, everybody in Europe was so bad. And they went to Argentina. So all our grandfathers and grandmothers are from there. Almost all of them. So you have a lot of Europeans that came into Argentina. Yeah, so that's why we don't eat rice. We eat more risotto. And pasta. Uh And we do homemade pasta. And we eat a lot of um, croissants for the breakfast in Argentina. You take croissants or baguettes with butter and coffee, café con leche or latte or cappuccino, whatever. So that's why we are most like... Yeah, and I find this just fascinating. And Uh I'm just like so excited. I'm so excited. And I waited till the restaurant opened. And as soon Mm -hmm. as it opened, I'm like the first one to walk in the door saying, Hey, are you open? Because I start work at like 5 o'clock in the morning Uh driving. And I was like, gosh, I was ready for food. But I have a question. I saw something on the menu. Uh And I don't know what, what's the difference? I saw Cuban toast. What's the difference between Cuban toast and what we as Americans make as toast? Is it the bread? It's different kind of bread. The American one is the sliced bread. Sliced bread. Yeah, Uh that is a square. Yep. And the Cuban, we have to have it because here in Miami, there is a lot of Cuban people. Yes, there is a lot. More of than Cuban another people. Latin people, another from another There's country. Yes, so we have to have the Cuban toast that is their bread, and we have to have in the menu rice and beans and black beans because of the Cuban of culture. The, uh, exactly. I understand. So the difference is completely different. The the square bread, the American bread. And the Cuban is long bread and, and... Thicker? No, Silver Danny likes thicker. Yes. It's more like, almost like a French no. roll? No, no the not, French you know, roll like is the, the baguette. Okay, I'm trying to think. I know what you're... I know what you're... I know I what can, it is because... I can I show in you Puerto how Rico. it looks. I, well, we're going to take a photograph of that okay. so I can put it online. Because yeah. I lived in Puerto Rico and we called it pan. Yeah. Pan, pan yeah. And the bread is thicker, uh-huh. longer. Uh-huh. Almost, I don't want to say like a hoagie bun or something no. like that, but it's it's thicker and it's yeah. cut. Yeah. And that's what they eat. So they eat with more butter. With butter. Uh-huh. And toasted. And toasted. Uh-huh. Sometimes they put a little garlic butter on yeah. it too. Yeah, but. But it's no. mostly just it's like butter it, uh-huh. and toasted. Yeah. So that's what Cuban is. Yes. You have a lot of things on your menu. Yes. And pretty much all this is homemade, isn't it? Everything. 
everything. Yeah, we have 15 different flavors of empanadas. 15? 15. So we made 15 different fillers. Just, oh yeah. my gosh. And we made here the pasta, we made here the, um, the hamburgers, we yeah. made here the meatballs, the soups, the pizza. Oh, the pizza's... It's homemade also. I almost got the square pizza. I saw the yeah. square pizza and square, I'm like, oh, that yeah. sounds good too. Yeah. But it's like, I eat pizza everywhere. So it's kind of Yeah, but like, this one is different. <sighs> now, <laughs> Next time. Next time I'm Now your here. food is ready. My food's ready? Yes. So we have to, I have to eat. Is that what yes. you're telling me? Before we get my food, uh-huh. I just want to explain, you also, on the name of the restaurant, it has 71. Yes. And I was like... My question was, mm -hmm. I see all these paintings and cartoon yes. characters on the wall, and I see a lot of football, Argentina uh -huh. stars. Yes. I mean, And now we some, are the champion, the world champion. Yeah, now it's your world champion. They're all <laughs> over the wall. So and I, Messi is here. Trust me, he plays right across the street from where I live in Fort Lauderdale. No. Yes. So you, you saw it? You saw him? Yeah, he's he's like my he's like my cousin. He's like my best friend. You want to meet him sometime? I'll bring him here to eat. Yes, How's please. that? I'm, I'm kidding, everyone. He's not my cousin. Never met the guy. But these people, I know everyone from Argentina. They love Messi. So with this being an Argentine restaurant, I knew that would get her excited, and it did. And she's on the phone right now, but this place is so cool. I took a lot of photographs, and I'm going to put some videos up, too. I really like it. And the food, I'm having pasta, and she told me the pasta is just incredible. And I can't wait. You know, I have, I'm having pasta that is stuffed with spinach and ricotta cheese. I know my ricotta and spinach, so I'm really excited about this pasta dish. But yeah, this is a great place. So if you're in the area, please check them out. Because I think you're going to be really excited to come here. Because the quality of the food, I can just tell without even tasting it, is going to be incredible. Anytime we talk about homemade and family being involved in it, you know that food's going to be great. Hey, everyone. I'm sorry, she's still on the phone, and I'm getting very hungry, so I'm going to eat. Oh, yeah, the reason we were talking about, there's the number 71 in their name. That's because they're on the 71st Street. That's where the 71 comes from. What I need you to do while I eat, I want you to listen to, to my sponsors. They're very important to me. I'll be right back. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. When Silver Daddy needs to go shopping, you know where you'll find me. I'll be at Leatherworks. Let me tell you, the reason I love this place is because it is the premier fetish and leather shop in the Southeast. Not just in my area, but in the entire Southeast. You know, they are inclusive of all sexuality, genders, and body types. So even me, Daddy Bear, I can find things at Leatherworks. 
Their quality of their leather products is incredible. You know, they make a lot of the stuff in shop. But they only use the highest quality leather. You can join the Lifestyle Club program. You know, it offers discounts on in-store products and classes. Yes, classes. They offer classes and they have quarterly parties for the community. If you need to get something, you can go to leatherworks.com and the works is W-E-R-K-S. Go there and you can buy online. Hey everyone, I am back and I just stumbled into a great place. You may have an echo because it's very big and it has some beautiful artwork. And I'm at Jupiter, and I'm with Gabby, right? Yes, hi. Hi, Gabby. And your position is? I work as the gallery assistant, gallery manager, a lot of hats. The gallery manager. This is beautiful in here, and we're still in the town. We're still in, well, I call it Normandy Isles, Normandy Shore. Normandy Isles is correct, yeah. This entire island, um, all of the businesses here we're part of like the Normandy Isles. Uh, we have like our own organization here. Yeah. So we are on an island. So mm-hmm. we're in, you know, what I would call, since you're on an island, we're in paradise. And now we're in art paradise, right? Yeah. I feel like uh, most people think of Miami. They think of, you know, vacation, like a vacation paradise, which it is. Um, but there's a lot of contemporary art in Miami and a lot of new places opening up in the past few years. So very excited to see where how Miami grows as an art scene. So you do contemporary art here. Now, yes. do you do... A, is there a variety of artists on display in here right now? Yes. So the gallery has been open uh, since last year, early last year. The owner has a like, set roster of artists that we represent. And so we have maybe about nine programs a year, sometimes include a group show. And we have ceramicists, painters, more like installation-based artists, video artists from Miami and from around the world. Oh, wow. So you're actually displaying artists from around the world, just not local artists. Yeah, yeah. So we we do have some local artists that we show. And then we have artists from New York, from Chicago, from L.A., from China, from like Republic of Congo. So... For someone who's not as educated in art as myself, but I love art. So the art pieces, which I will take some photos of so you guys can see what we're talking about. The art pieces and the displays in here, they're not really for sale then. This is just for viewing? No, they are for sale. Oh, you you can actually buy some of this artwork and display it on your beach home yeah of course if you come by physically to the gallery you can always inquire in person about any piece that you're interested in or would like to know more about or you can also reach out via email on our website if there's a particular piece that you like what's your what what is your website so our website is uh at the moment jupitercontemporary.com and if you are interested in knowing more about the gallery you can also reach out to our email which is info at jupitercontemporary.com okay and you said 
You change the interior and the artist's works about how many times a year? I would say around like maybe nine times. So our exhibitions run for a month and a half. Okay. And then we have about like a week, week and a half turnaround before we have our new show. We always have artist openings on Sundays uh, in the evenings and we always broadcast that out. Can you explain that? What's an artist opening so people that may not be aware of it? Explain what that is. Sure. Like a, an exhibition opening is just kind of like a, an event that we have where we bring the artists down to maybe like talk and like look at their work displayed on the walls. It's open to the public. So anyone that wants to come and get to see the work for the first time can also have like some drinks, talk with other people that are interested in arts in Miami. So it's a really lovely event that happens. So these are great Sunday afternoon wine and art events. Have a little wine, yeah. look at some art, talk about how beautiful it is and, yeah, and, and meet, how you really need to have this piece. <laughs> yeah, and meet new people, meet people that are also in the arts community. Uh, Miami's a beautiful city in that everyone is really connected and tries to support each other as much as they can. Yeah, and Miami is known for its art, all yeah. types of art, contemporary street art. We yeah. know we have, you know, the Wynwood District. We have a, a lot of beautiful art museums in South Florida. But what I think what makes it special is when you have, in these islands, neighborhoods, where you have private or not private, but public little galleries that you can just stop in and see art that you may not see at a major museum. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that the owner, Gabriel, really wanted to prioritize when he opened Jupiter is kind of bringing artists that you know, do show in other countries or other states, other cities, and bring them to Miami so that they are exposed to the city and the community here. That is great. And I am so glad that I stopped in here. It is simply beautiful. I'm going to take some photographs just so you guys can see it. But you need to stop in here. You need to come here because the experience of being here live versus seeing a photograph is totally different. There is just some beautiful displays. You have to see it. I just can't explain it. You can't. These ducks are incredible. You cannot. A picture is going to be flat. And these ducks are 3D that you have to walk around and see them. So please come here. You need to come to Normandy Isles and come to Jupiter Contemporary and check the place out. Hey, everyone, I'll be right back. I have to do a short break. Please listen to my sponsors. Catfish Dewey's is my favorite place to eat because they have all you can eat. Hey, they have more than that. They have a regular menu, but I like my food. And on Monday, Tuesday nights, they have all you can eat shrimp. On Wednesday, it's the barbecue baby back ribs. On Thursday and Sunday, it's that Alaska snow crab legs. On Friday, it's the fried scallops. And on Saturday, it's the fried oysters and crawfish. Hey, Catfish Dewey's has been around for 40 years because they know how to do it right. Big family environment and has a great little bar inside the place. Let me just tell you, 
you need to go to Catfish Dewey's. You know, they're conveniently located at 4003 North Andrews Avenue in Oakland Park, which is just north of downtown Fort Lauderdale. See you at Catfish Dewey's. What a day, everyone. I had a great time here at Normandy Isles. Yes, I was on an island, Biscayne Bay, and had a great time. You know, starting the day off meeting Carmen and driving her to her residence and listening to her life story, it just was so amazing because I felt like I was talking to someone who is a part of U.S. history. Not like I was. She is a part of U.S. history. This whole Operation Peter Pan, I knew nothing about. And I cannot imagine what it would be like to be 16 years old, being forced to leave your mom and dad and go to a country where you don't even speak their language and try to survive. I just, it's so hard for me to even imagine what that would have been like. But she changed her whole life. She became so successful, traveled the world, and eventually got her parents into the United States. I just feel honored to actually meet and talk to her. And I'm just going to tell you, everyone something. When you see some of these more mature people around, you should sit down and talk to them. Because they're going to teach you something, something that my generation and the generations after me will never have to experience. Then, going to the Argentine restaurant, I had one of the best meals. That cannoli stuffed with spinach was incredible. And you know what I found out? How they make their cannoli is basically they take unflavored crepes and then they... Stuff it and roll it, the spinach and feta cheese inside, and they top it with a French white sauce. I need to figure out what this French white sauce is. I need to get a crepe, what do you call it, like a crepe skillet, one of those electric things. I know crepes are like a real pain in the ass to make and hard to make because I was in Paris once. It reminds me of one time I was in Paris and they used to make crepes right on the street, walking between the Eiffel Tower, and we were walking down to the Louvre. And it was the first time in my life I ever had a crepe. And it was filled with fruit and all that, and it was incredible. I want to learn how to make crepes. That's what my goal is for the next week. I'm going to make crepes, and I'm going to try to make this dish. That's what I'm going to do this week. Just being in the restaurant, the food was delicious. Everything homemade. Jupiter, the contemporary art gallery, had some very unusual pieces of art. And the current artist that's being displayed there, he likes cigars. Or it was, you know, another type of self-rolled product because all his paintings tended to have something like that in it. But it was really neat. Art is one of those things I appreciate because I can't do it. I wish I could draw something. So every time I meet anyone who says they're an artist and they can do artwork, I'm just amazed by their talent. I wish I had talent like that. But I had a great time there. It just was a great time on the entire island. 
if you're in the Miami Beach area, you should take a little drive and get to this island, Normandy Isles, very Latino community. He had a great time. There's a lot of things that's coming up. I'm hoping a lot of you are coming to Cannonball that last week in October in Wilton Manor's area. I'm going to be there. I will probably be there every day. Actually, I know I'll be there every day. And I'm going to record some live shows while I'm there. So if you want to be a part of the recording and watch the live shows being recorded, send me an email. My email is trippinwithsilverdaddy at gmail.com. You can also go to my website, trippinwithsilverdaddy.com. few things, still looking for someone that can help me with my website, because my website sucks. If you're a web developer out there or just starting to do web developing and want practice, practice on me. I'll volunteer to let you practice on me. On a serious note, go to my website and you'll see all my social media. And you can follow me on everything from Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. I'm probably there. I just get around. That's what my friends would tell you. Hey, everyone. I had a great day. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Feel free to give me feedback. It really does help me. And remember the most important thing, everyone. Love, peace, and respect. You've been listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Bye.